Callum Toomey from afl.com.au joins us now. Cal, thanks for your time. Hey, Rowie. Good afternoon. Hey, uh, this year's NAB draft will be over two days. Thank goodness it was a boring this year, last season, <laughs> I mean. Oh, not if you were one of the kids or involved like we were, Rowie. Come on. <laughs> you, 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 you were involved. You yeah, had, it was. It just a... goes too long. It was drawn out. It was, yeah. <laughs> it, it, over two days, I think, on a, from a family's perspective, I think that's a lot better. Fair enough. I guess you you would have had to wait the second day anyway, though. So that's right. Maybe it, maybe it cut a bit of time out. One mm. one extra sleep you didn't have to put in. But well, that's probably true. No, that's, <laughs> that's, uh, that's, that's the case, and that's how it will roll out this year, as the plan is at the moment anyway. We know that things can change on the fly a little bit in the current world, but... The AFL certainly is looking to stage over two nights in the final week of November. Last year, as you mentioned, one night, and that was because the AFL predicted that there'd be uh, a fewer amount of draft picks. Now, it was the the lowest amount of draft picks in draft history last year. It's just that because there were so many bids and a, a draft full of so many academy and father-son prospects, and then throw in the fact that there was an extra couple of... Um, you know, extra picks added to the first round through free agency compensation, all those type of things thrown into the mix, and the ability to trade selections during the night and ask for extra time. Turned into be a five-hour marathon. So this year, it'll be the first round on the opening night and then the rest of the draft the next day. So uh, I think clubs uh, will be looking at that as an opportunity again to make some deals overnight. We saw that in 2018 and 2019 when... This two-night draft extravaganza was was brought back into uh, into vogue, so I think that'll be the case again this year. Okay. Cal, how was it being embedded in with Port Adelaide last week before the showdown? It was fantastic. Yeah, I was I was really lucky with the access you know, we were supplied for afl.com.au and and that the, the the team at Port Adelaide in terms of the the coach Ken Inkley, footy boss Chris Davies, and also just the players being very welcoming and and accommodating and the assistance as well. So it was an insight into a footy club that I hadn't had before. I've been lucky enough to, to do this with a couple of clubs over the past couple of years, but never to the, the degree uh, that Port Adelaide gave. So it was yeah, fascinating to see how things unfolded from inside the tent versus outside the tent. It probably gave me an illustration that we don't really know how games are won or lost or played, mm. you know, really watching on in the media until you really dig into the specifics and, and what we saw at Port Adelaide was, yeah, to me, a pretty finely tuned you know, machine that was smarting from its defeat to Brisbane the week prior and, and wanted to exact a little bit of revenge on, on the Crows in the showdown game, which they went on to do. They certainly did. Were you aware of the prison bar jumper decision? Were you involved in the round table discussion, <laughs> Cal Toomey? <laughs> uh. I saw a few round tables, but I certainly wasn't involved in that okay. one. Okay. I was interesting in terms of the selection. There was a you know, I think we wrote on AFL.com today this week that, you know, in the selection meeting, there's, a, there's an oval-shaped table where they draw it all up and, and really put a, a lot of time and effort into everything and every little piece of detail that goes into training and selection and injury management and the groupings of players and the leadership meetings and the players' involvement in that. And clearly the leadership group's so strong at Port Adelaide with, you know, Tom Jonas and, and Ollie Wines and Hamish Hartland and, Darcy Byrne Jones was a bit of is a bit of an unsung hero, I think, in a lot of quarters, but is certainly someone internally that they rate really highly. I thought you know, the way Travis Boak and Robbie Gray carry themselves around the group is really interesting, and even Tom Cleary, who played really well on Saturday night, he was someone who I think was impressive uh, and someone I hadn't sort of come across too much before.
Good work, Cal, as always. Thanks for your time. No worries, guys. Cal Toomey there. He's one of the good reporters out at the AFL.com.au, embedded in with the Crows. He catch up with the Crows, embedded with Port Adelaide. Yep. Great report. Yeah, well worth reading both of those on AFL.com.au. So yeah. what it's like with Port Adelaide ahead of the showdown. Interesting chat with Tim Silvers from the Crows and what they are looking forward yeah. to, particularly moving out of Westlake. So get on the website. Well-oiled machine, Cal Toomey, our guest.